XY Group invites all AEC industry leaders to the 2024 AEC Small Business and Entrepreneurship Forum, the premier event for small firms in the AEC sector. Experience innovative strategies and insights on May 21st, crafted by Zweig Group's industry experts. Engage in keynotes and interactive sessions focused on recruitment, retention, and business growth. Join Zweig Group for this unique networking opportunity and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit ZweigGroup.com for more information. The Zweig Group team looks forward to welcoming you. Welcome to the Zweig Letter Podcast, putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting advice and guidance in your ear. Zweig Group's team of experts have spent more than three decades elevating the industry by helping AEP and environmental consulting firms thrive. And these podcasts deliver invaluable management, industry, client, marketing, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweig Letter Podcasts, elevating the design industry one episode at a time. Hey folks, and welcome to a special episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and today, well, today we're going to do a little rewind back into the old annals of the Zweig Letter Podcast. I have pulled together some of our very first episodes, and the reason why I did this is because we are celebrating a brand renewal or restoration, if you will, of the Zweig Letter Podcast. That's right. If you noticed it, our cover art has changed. All of the residual artwork related to the Zweig Letter Podcast has been freshened up and, and updated, and it just looks cool. It just looks funky, if you ask me. But anyway, nobody's asking me, so I get it. I just thought it would be nice for us to go back into the catalog of some of our earliest episodes to share with you how we did the podcast when we first started. And for those of you that don't remember, um, Mark Zweig and I would literally just sit down and I would have him read some of the articles that he had written in the Zweig letter. Yeah, I know, right? Go go figure. It was just rocket science here. And uh, that's what we just started with. And I appreciated Mark and Chad Kleinens and Jamie Claire Kaiser for seeing the vision for the podcast and what it could be. I mean, we are well into 200 plus episodes of the podcast now. Uh, we've had so many outstanding guests on. We've even had some repeat guests on the podcast. So many topics have been discussed for the design industry, but it started with me and Mark sitting down and just reading articles from the Zweig letter and it evolved from there. And so I'm, I'm excited to be able to share this with you. So we've got a couple of the very first episodes of the Zweig letter and this, this, uh, one episode today. So you're going to enjoy it. Uh, the first one that we're going to do is Mark talks about the, uh, success secrets of high achievers. And, uh, it's, it, there's 10 characteristics. Mark loves to do things. Uh, he loves to do listicles. 
So if you ever read his articles, all of his articles have numbers or A, B, C, D or something along those lines attached to them. But he loves to do listicles. So he did a listicle of the 10 characteristics uh, that are seen in high flying AEC leaders. The next episode that he did was the importance of loving your people. Mark always says, if, if you can get everyone working together in a common direction, amazing things can happen. So it, it is important to really love on your people. Then he did an episode on entrepreneurship and reaction time. And he talks about five things that differentiate entrepreneurs from the rest of the people in the world. And then finally, the last episode that we're going to share with you is uh, another episode on entrepreneurial thinking. And he kind of talked about the Shark Tank show, how it paints differences between risk takers and everyone else. And uh, Mark shares some additional food for thought in that particular episode. But we have decided to edit these all into one super episode for you to listen to. So for for those of you that are, are brand new to the podcast or just been listening to it for the like last year or so, it, we started this podcast back in the spring of 2015 and it is 2022. So we are like almost seven years to the day uh, that this podcast is coming out, that we are still doing the podcast uh, and we are now we're elevating the industry uh, one episode at a time. And so I really uh, appreciate each and every one of you that listens to this podcast. I appreciate the letters, the emails, the support, the encouragement, the ideas that you guys share with us on a regular basis here at the Zweig Letter Podcast. And remember, this podcast is really in tandem with the Zweig Letter newsletter, which comes out every Monday, rain or shine. You get it right in your inbox for free. It's a PDF. You don't want to miss it. If you are not subscribed to it, at the end of this episode, we'll tell you how to get subscribed to it. And in the meantime, you just need to listen to this podcast because we, we bring on a lot of the same people that have written articles in the Zweig Letter onto the podcast. So there's a lot of there's a lot of confluence here, a lot of things happening, a lot of merging of ideas. And so we go from the written word to the spoken word as smoothly as we can. And I'm going to stop rambling now and we're going to jump right into this episode on the success secrets of high achievers with Mark Zweig. And listen to these. There's going to be one episode after another. And this also shows you how short these episodes were when we started and now they've gotten they've gotten much longer. I just did one recently that was over an hour that was absolutely amazing, but these episodes are really short and they're sweet and they're just little bite-sized pieces of good ideas and great advice from some of the leaders in the design industry space when it comes to management consulting. And so I love uh for you guys to uh check check this out and uh let me know what you think. That's all I have for you right now. Here's Mark Zweig. Success Secrets of High Achievers. 35 years as a student of human behavior, all concentrated in one industry, the AEC world, coupled with an incredible amount of research on people, firms, the industry, and markets served by firms in this business have taught me a lot. In particular, I've seen how the high achievers in this business do it. Here are 10 observations of these people. 1. They're big picture. They see how everything works together or doesn't, 
and don't get mired in the details at the expense of what's really most critical. Two, they are good communicators. It isn't good enough to know what to do. You have to be able to sell those ideas and that vision to others. Three, they're intelligent. As Larry the Cable Guy says, you can't fix stupid. He's right. Intelligent people are reasonable. You can discuss things with intelligent people. Four, they stay up. They know how their optimism affects everyone around them. And even if not up all of the time, they're at least even keeled. Five, they stay on. They don't shut down at night or all weekend long or for weeks while on vacation. The most successful people I know are the most accessible and responsive. They're the least likely people to go offline at five o'clock and for long periods of time on other occasions. Six, they work hard. There isn't any substitute for it. They'll get up early, stay up late, and do what they have to do to keep their commitments without many excuses. This, in turn, sets the pace for everyone else who works with, for, or around them. Seven, they know how to treat people. All people. This is such a valuable skill. Why alienate people by being a jerk or acting like you think you're better than them? Treating people well makes others like you and increases their willingness to work for you or with you or do business with you. It says a lot about the person's character. Eight. They keep learning. High achievers know someone is always nipping at their heels. They want to stay up with their knowledge of what's going on in their business, their discipline, and with the world as a whole. Learning is a way of life for them. Nine, they don't let obstacles shut them down. They go over mountains or around mountains or through mountains, but don't let anything deter them from their course. This is such a crucial trait that distinguishes these people from the masses. And finally, 10, they're good recruiters and team builders. High achievers understand that all things they want to do take a team. They are always looking for the next teammate and constantly working to refine their teams such that they have the best quality people working with them. Once again, this is essential if you're going to be a high achiever in this business. There's so much written these days about how to be a great leader. It's everywhere. A million ideas and things one should do if they want to win the hearts and minds of their people. This fascination for leadership is well-merited, especially in a business like the one we work in. Architects, engineers, scientists, planners, and other related professionals are not easy people to lead. As highly intelligent professionals, they value their independence and may resist any attempts to guide them, viewing compliance as a weakness. But the fact is this. If you can get everyone working together in a common direction, amazing things can happen. Great projects are an incredibly complex team effort that requires extraordinary effort and cooperation. Same thing could be said for a firm. One of the keys to leadership that is not often discussed is that of love. Love for the people you work with. It sounds kind of cheesy and a little too new age to talk about love in a business context. But believe me, it's critical to you. If you can show your love and win over people's hearts and minds, they'll move mountains for you. Love for your people is shown through a variety of things. Some of these include time. Whom do you spend time with is one very important way to share love. Whom do you talk to? 
Whom do you go out to lunch with? Whom do you see at the end of the day? Time equates love. Never spend time with someone and they'll think you don't love them. Recognition. Who gets the promotions? Whom do you talk about or talk up? Recognition is one important way to show love. Ignore people and how they contribute and they'll think you don't love them. Appreciation. Whom do you thank? Public thanks or private thanks are both critical in terms of showing love for someone. Do more thanking and you'll be showing more love. Money. I hate to say it, but money does equate to love. Whether that refers to employees, subconsultants, and others you do business with. The more money you give someone, the more love you show for them. Tolerance. When you love someone, you tolerate their idiosyncrasies. When you don't, these things become reason to talk about people behind their backs, or worse, to make them feel unloved. Same thing applies to performance blips or mistakes. Tolerance means love. No tolerance means no love. Forgiveness. If you love someone, you forgive them, even when they do you wrong or cause big problems. Forgiveness is one of the key elements of love. If you can't forgive someone for something they said or did, you aren't showing them love and can't expect to get it back. Compassion. Can you empathize with other people or put yourself in their shoes? Compassion breeds understanding. Understanding equates to love. If you're unsympathetic, people will think you don't care, and not just the ones you're unsympathetic toward. As the song says, if you want to get love, you have to give love. It's every bit as true in the workplace as it is in your personal life. Think about it. Better yet, use it to your advantage and for the good of all. Entrepreneurship and Reaction Time I was watching a show on Netflix the other night with my eight-year-old daughter. It was all about humans with superhuman powers or capabilities. One old fellow they featured on that particular episode was the fastest gun alive. He could draw his gun, cock it, aim it, and fire it so fast that he could actually shoot twice at two completely different targets, and to the human ear it sounded like one shot. It truly was amazing how fast he could react. With the speed of business today, your ability to react to things quickly is going to be critical to your success. But this is not something engineers and many architects are wired to do. They tend to be more deliberate and studied in their responses to things. When I see those leaders who can react and act quickly, they tend to do really well. Reaction time is especially critical when it comes to principals who aspire to be entrepreneurs. Not everyone who's in business is an entrepreneur. Here are some places where speed can really make a difference. Number one, acquiring other firms. I always like to tell the story of what it was like to work with Jerry Allen back when he was alive and growing Carter and Burgess and buying lots of companies. I could call him with a firm I thought he'd be interested in on Tuesday. He would call the sellers the same day, get on a plane to go see them the next day, and have a deal struck a day or two after that, calling to tell me all about it during his trip home. He didn't fool around with endless board meetings and due diligence. He was all about his gut feeling, the financial risk he perceived was part of the deal versus potential return, and the agreements themselves that would protect him and his company. His ability to act quickly allowed him to grow the firm by about 14% in 10 years and make the CNB stockholders lots of money, all while most of Carter and Burgess's competitors were asleep. 2. Hiring 
This is another area where you can either fool around endlessly, procrastinate and not get positions filled, or act quickly and get someone working on the particular problem or opportunity you need them working on. Our executive search group has had annual recruiting engagement with several firms in this business. The differences in how these individual firms can react to and make a decision on job candidates is really interesting. Firm A may be able to respond quickly to any candidate presented, either saying yay or nay, and then call them the same day, quickly getting them in to see them and making offers that get accepted all within a week or two. Firm B takes days or even weeks to respond to a candidate, weeks to set up a phone discussion, and then months in some cases to set up a committee and arrange a time for a face-to-face session. Extending an actual offer, too, could be super difficult with the layers of approvals required or just a habit of acting slowly. Time marches on, and the candidates pull themselves out of contention or turn down the offer that may eventually result from this process. Three, selling and business development and client service activities. If there was ever a place where rapid decision-making and the ability to think on your feet pays off, as it is in selling and business development, I don't know what it is. You may need to switch your approach and presentation and come up with a new idea to make the sale. Can you make that call or do you blindly stick to a script like a mindless robot? And clients who have questions need answers. The person who can give the answer quickly often is the winner. Deal negotiation, dealing with scope creep, processing questions and requests, all of these are enhanced by those who can react quickly and hampered by those who can't. Four, dealing with personnel problems. This is yet another area where acting swiftly and immediately can head off problems. Whether it's a sexual harassment claim or someone who isn't giving a client, a good client, the attention they really deserve. Speed of reaction is the, the essence. You have to investigate and confront before these problems grow. Ignore them and your inability to act could cost your firm big bucks or worse. Five, keeping the people who work for you motivated and engaged. When your people come up with an idea and bring it to you, how long does it take for you to react? Or how long does it take for you to implement whatever it is that needs doing? My experience is that no matter how busy you are, your people want a reaction. Not reacting almost immediately will destroy their motivation and morale and convince them you don't care about fixing something or cashing in on an opportunity. That's devastating to their morale. One last thing I know, although I'm only days away from turning 57 and no longer interested in riding motorcycles 150 miles an hour on a track, my reaction time in business is probably faster now than it ever has been. Of course, I don't bat a thousand in all my decisions, but if I make a really bad one, I can act quickly and make a new decision. I really think this is a big part of what differentiates entrepreneurs from the rest of the people in the world. Entrepreneurial thinking. Watching Shark Tank episodes back-to-back last night was a great case study in the differences between entrepreneurs and most other business people. It really got me thinking of entrepreneurs versus managers in the AEC business. If you've never watched the show, you should. The Sharks, Mark Cuban and others... Listen to pitches from people who have businesses or products they're trying to get the sharks to invest in. The sharks then either destroy them because of the lunacy or idiocy of their request, or make them an offer, with or without the cooperation of another shark or sharks. Pretty cool deal. 
The Sharks all put their own money into these businesses. Although I'm sure some aspects of the show are staged, I don't believe in reality TV that actually is reality, the main premise of the show is real. These sharks invest in business ideas pitched on the show. One of the things you immediately notice about the sharks is they're quick to make a decision. I've talked a lot about this before. Sure, they may ask a question or two, but they can decide whether or not they like a business or idea very quickly. Being quick to make a call is not how most people operate. They see that behavior as risky or irresponsible. But the sharks see any indecision as what it is, i.e., you can't make a decision, and lose interest quickly when would-be investment partners cannot immediately respond to their offer or offers. Sometimes I feel really sorry for the people who couldn't act when the opportunity was right in front of them. It's kind of sad. Another thing you see with the sharks is they understand the value of a proven concept versus an untested one. When people who have actually gotten their businesses off the ground and running at a profit show up on the show, they're usually much more interested in them than in those who just have a product or an idea. Credibility comes from what you've done. Regular business folk are often seduced by an idea or a person. Sharks are more skeptical. They can be seduced by performance. The sharks aren't afraid to buck a trend. Just because four sharks may say no to someone doesn't mean a fifth shark won't say yes. They're each very independent thinkers and can do their own thing. While they clearly have some respect for one another, they don't shy away from disagreement, nor are they shattered or disturbed if the other sharks don't go along with them. The sharks are also very free with their opinions. Most of them aren't going to hold back whatever's on their mind, good or bad. Sure, that makes for good reality TV, but I don't think these people are acting. Regular business people are typically much more reserved and fearful of hurting someone's feelings than these sharks are. If you're listening to me now, there's a good chance you could be a shark in what you perceive to be a tank full of other kinds of fish. It may be frustrating to you at times that the other folks you work with don't react as quickly as you do, or can't make a decision on something, or seem to be more worried about others' feelings than they are getting something done. Or maybe they just get easily seduced by unproven concepts that sound exciting. Whatever the case is, unless you're the majority owner and undisputed dictator in your firm, you can't just push a button and make things happen. Hell, you can't do that even when you are the dictator. People have free will, they're intelligent, and they need to be convinced. Even though you may have a stellar track record in every single thing you've done, not everyone will be wired like you. The skeptics may see your success in spite of brashness more as a function of luck than skill. You need to sell them every single day on your vision and your ideas. Here are some thoughts. Data helps. Hey, people like information. Find the information that helps articulate the problem or opportunity at hand and share it. Time helps. The time you spend with people better allows you to share your logic and put it all together for those who may not see it. Validation helps. Small tests and small successes help build credibility. Big successes even more so. Look for validation and don't be afraid to share it. Freedom of expression helps. 
As the leader, it's your job to create that culture, and not just for yourself, but for everyone. Everyone needs to know they can air their opinions. If they're wildly divergent from yours, you have to tolerate them, just as they have to tolerate your opinions. This culture of openness is essential to moving forward in spite of differences. And last, but certainly not least, recruiting more sharks helps. Getting a critical mass of people who understand that growth is a mandate and not just something you do when everything else is perfect is also going to make life easier for you. It isn't easy, but you have to keep recruiting. Entrepreneurial thinking really can spread. It's something people can learn. I've witnessed firms in this business go through a complete metamorphosis. An important point, contrary to pop culture's generally accepted conventional wisdom, entrepreneurs are not better or superior human beings. They're different, and like all individuals, each has their own strengths and weaknesses. It's kind of like the tools in your toolbox. A box-end ratchet isn't an inherently better tool than a vice-grip pliers. Different tools serve different purposes, and we may need many kinds of tools, i.e. people, in our tool chests. Entrepreneurs are simply often better equipped to run growing enterprises in a rapidly changing, dynamic environment than more traditional managers. In my experience, we all need more entrepreneurial thinking. All right, all right, all right. I told you that they were going to be good, right? I mean, it's just four episodes on one episode. Can't beat that. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this special episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. I hope you guys like the new um, logo, uh, the new branding that we've put out for the Zweig Letter Podcast. There's just so many great things happening at Zwei Group. And uh, this podcast is just one of many. And so just shout outs to uh, Shirley Che and the rest of the marketing team at Zwei Group for helping me pull this together. I really appreciate all of you guys. And um, we're going to keep this thing moving forward. As always, if you have ideas of people that you'd like to hear on this podcast that are thought leaders in the design industry space, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I My email is really easy. It's R Wilburn at zweiggroup.com. You can always reach me there and I'll be more than happy to uh, oblige your request and see if we can get those people on the podcast because sharing is caring. So that's all I have for you today for this special episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. Uh, you can find us wherever great podcasts can be found and uh, I hope you enjoy it and I will see you back here soon. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to the Zweig Letter Podcast. We hope that you can be part of elevating the industry and that you can apply our advice and information to your daily professional life. For a free digital subscription to the Zweig Letter, please visit thezweigletter.com slash subscribe to gain more wisdom and inspiration in addition to information about leadership, finance, HR, and marketing your firm. Subscribe today.